0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. Well, today we have got something of a a special. We've got another Christopher Ward special because there is a new watch being released today. And I'm very kindly joined by Mike France. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Always, Always a pleasure, Sam, always a pleasure. Well, this time I managed to get hold of the watch before so for our video viewers you'll see all of the shots that I took of this watch I had it for about four days very very impressed with it but we'll get onto that more but before we get started Mike I haven't spoke to you since two big things happened I spoke to you at the Aquitaine launch so I want to really interested to know how that went and then of course the new 36 millimeter versions as well which were recent but um how how did the after after we spoke about the Aquitaine, how did how's the Aquitaine line gone
1: really well i mean um biggest shock to us is how big the uh, the gmt has been and i do think there's a bit of a a renaissance of gmt's going on in the world at the moment Uh, i don't know if you're finding that as well sam but
0: definitely I mean the Seiko had its Seiko 5 sport didn't they with yeah. the GM their GMT movement I think it's definitely had a resurgence yeah yeah so that that's been
1: astonishing for us and we introduced um, a black version uh, just after the launch which uh, has become an instant bestseller the other hit of the collect big hit of the collection is the bronze again we think bronze is um, we've been doing bronze watches as you know for some considerable time now but and there was a lot of talk over every year of is is bronze as it reaches peak is it going to go into into decline if our experience is uh, is anything to go by it just keeps building i just think there's a growing appreciation for bronze as a metal it's not to everybody's taste of course um but uh, uh we just continue to overperform on bronze cases so um and we're very shortly um introducing for the first time a um all bronze bracelet so um that's uh, that's coming coming down the line in the autumn so uh, so yeah bronze is good uh, the aquitaine has been fantastic and uh you mentioned the the, the, the c63 sealander yes the the new limited editions uh, the four colorways um well uh, 200 pieces each the blue the um the lucerne blue as we called it the lucerne blue sold out within the first 24 hours the Yellow is about to sell out, the green is not far behind it, and red will, I think, have sold out by the end of August. So, I mean, quite staggering. The um, and of course, the series of the black and whites. So um, uh, really shocked us in terms of the speed of um, speed of sellout. But I think it's the sort of thing that we want people to be continually hungry about. Yep. we will be introducing at least one of those colors. You might not struggle to work out which one it is in a thirty-nine millimeter, which we hope to launch in time for Christmas. We've been inundated, literally inundated with requests for a thirty-nine mil in one of the colours. We're working very hard to try and get that in for Christmas. I've just had come off a meeting about it um, half an hour ago. And then people can anticipate new colours coming out for spring. It's been it's a, we're in a good in a good period at the moment. I think um I think the the team have uh, have, uh, have been working and we've introduced some really strong releases um, but and i also think the sort of market is sadly in some way because um the world is uh, is heading into recession if it isn't already there of course but um, so it's tough times out there and i think it's going to get tougher and i think to some extent we potentially benefit from that because of the inherent value any any brand we know we all know where we're in a in a in, a, in an area that is completely discretionary <clears throat> you don't need to have a watch anymore um and um, um it's always going to be one of those discretionary spends. Um, but i think there'll be a a move towards a better value or what are perceived as high value watch brands um in the certainly over the next year or two years so and we should be a net beneficiary of that time
0: hopefully. the 36 millimeter sealander are... The day that it launched, I joined a live stream with, uh, I think I think it was, it was one that you're going to go on soon, the Teen and tickers one. And I was amazed at how seeing the comments and also the panel on there, how it captured the imagination so much of the people that were on there. And people who'd not bought Christopher Ward's before bought one of those. They were waiting for it. How did you come up with a 36? Was it feedback from the forum or was it more... You were just looking at the, at the market itself. I'm interested to know, kind of. I mean, you hinted at it at our last interview. I I realised now that you were hinted at it at our last interview.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think, um, and
0: I actually watched the um, T&Tickers
1: um, podcast that you were uh, you were on. So there you go. <laughs> I, I I'm familiar with that. Um, and it was uh, there was a very positive reaction from uh, from the panel. I think there were about five or six of you on on the, on the panel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, as was mentioned um, on that sh- on that show, and as I would agree with, uh, there's a general trend anyway uh, in watches to a smaller size. This has been going on for some considerable while. It started not long after the financial crisis of 0809 Um Inevitably, there was a, a kickback against um, excess, and that eventually feeds itself into uh, into all manners of um, of life, but in- and including watches and uh, We've seen a gradual moving down of the sweet spot from sort of 42, maybe five years ago, to 39, 40. We've always actually had a 38 mil in the Trident collection. We actually considered long and hard the sweet spot for the Sealander collection, which we launched um, last year, as you know. And we we decided 39 millimetre was going to be the launch size. We always had in mind at that point, and not long, almost coincidentally with us launching the Sealanders at 39, of course Rolex. Came out with their, they moved from a 39 millimeter down to a 36 millimeter in one fell swoop back to 36 millimeter. And and therefore, that sort of reinforced in our mind's eye that um, A, moving the sweet spot back to 39 was right, but also that they would influence the market big style in terms of what size people would be prepared to move towards. Then on top of that, you've got um, what I call the Harry Styles effect, which is. um, there's definitely a growing fluidity going on in the world around us. Agenda, which we've been since 2010, by the way. Um, I'm not suggesting we're the leaders of agenda in the world, but uh, it was a trend uh, when we ditched women's watches, or describing them as women's watches. Um, we did it. it um, we were one of the first to do it. It was only as an IWC, I think, that did it at the time. So this, 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 this fluidity. Um, Who wears what, why you you can wear anything, you can be anything. We just think this is part of a long term trend. And uh, so 36 millimeter, we thought had a reasonable chance of success. Um, And we introduced the four colorways. Um, Color is another major trend, as you will know better than I, even in watches at the moment. We'd seen it with Rolex, we'd seen it with the Aquaterra collection, we'd seen it with Sin. We thought that. There was likely going to be a possibility of multiple purchase of the 36mm and it would appeal equally to male and female. Sure enough, um, we've had a huge increase in female purchases and we've had many people buying all four colours. Quite surprising. And to sell out as fast as we have done is, is as I say, was, was, was a shock. It is the fastest Unit sell
0: sales we've ever had of a launch. I know quite a few people who who bought it as well, and I'm, I've edited over images that were kindly sent in. So here you can see some Christopher Ward owners with their Instagram accounts at the bottom. <laughs> right, so right. big shout out to all, all of them. You were definitely following the the trend of the market, weren't you? Because Rolex originally did it with their OP, and yeah. then you write Zinn and Oris and. and Omega, i think that the, they're they're all over a thousand dollars even the yeah. oris and etc
1: and, and the package was even better i mean we gave we we we, we wanted to have a self colored um, strap that was available for um for each of the colors and we threw that into the package so you if you bought a if you bought a bracelet or a um a, um, a vintage oak uh, we'd automatically give you free of charge the self-colored. The value
0: is um, is astonishing. Well, let's get onto the, the new watch. And as I mentioned before, I was lucky enough to get my hands on a prototype of this watch for a couple of days, actually, before, before this launch today. And I'm overlaying some of the images now that I managed to take of the watch. And it's the new C60 Trident Pro 300. I think this watch is an absolute triumph honestly uh, not that i've got a strong opinion on it but <laughs> I, I, it's i have the you know that i have my very much loved uh, trident uh, c60 on my wrist rec- and there's improvements in this watch that i didn't know needed improving which i suppose is part of the art everything about this watch is is an improvement on a watch that i just recently reviewed that i said probably didn't have that much room for improvement but i think starting off I know we've uh, you've mentioned about the Rolex bezel before, and I feel like this is the closest that I've ever seen—not only a Christopher Ward get, but any watch get. Well, first of all, tell us about the launch, and then we'll go into some of the details as well.
1: But sure, I mean, I, I might want you to do it. You do. It. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need me. The story of the watch is an interesting one. It goes back to um, about May or June of. Um, 2020 so we're in the teeth of the pandemic and we were uh, thinking that we were planning to um in may 23 we were uh, going to launch trident four, the side the life cycle of Trident. you know the t3 the, you're very uh, familiar with third iteration of trident five years down the line T- t4 and um, we embarked on that project I'll tell you why it's been pushed out here in a second. But um, and as part of the project, we're very fortunate to have a really uh lively forum, by Christopher Ward, um, independent. Um, and uh they're a they're a brilliant, um, they're a brilliant, brilliant sounding board for us in all sorts of ways. Um, but on the when we got to thinking about the trident four, we all obviously had our own thoughts on where we would take the new Trident. Um, but we thought why don't we ask the forum for their insights and their their requirements how what would make the perfect dive watch for them and uh, we had an the most amazing response it was all coordinated by kit McEwen, who is the uh, who lives in the state who is the, um, the senior moderator of the forum it was all brought together by him and a presentation was made to us and um, essentially there were four big things that they wanted in a trident, yeah? Uh, And if I list them, they wanted a slimmer trident, yeah? Yep. They wanted more loom. Everybody always wants more loom. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Turn it up to 11. (laughs) No surprises there. They wanted more loom. They wanted an exhibition case back. Yeah, that is one of the interesting bits, isn't it? Because that's the first time on the trident, isn't it? Because mine has that closed case back with the sort of iconic trident symbol on the back. Yeah, exactly. And, um, which is great. I mean, that deep stamp, I love
1: that deep stamp. But they they were very, very strong on wanting um, an exhibition case back. Uh, and then the fourth thing was they wanted us to move to um, screw, screws in the the bracelet, yeah? Yeah. Away from pins. So um, we've delivered on all four fronts. I'll talk about the aesthetic changes that we've made because they, they they there was also a big clamor this is before we announced moving to it. There was a big clamour to to go twin flags only that came out of this research. We'd already committed to that. You know the story behind that. Yep. Um, but it was very reinforcing for us to have them come back and say that because we knew that we were about to launch <laughs> um, the twin flags only. So this is in many ways a um, about listening to your customers and listening to, to your fans. Um, there's an old story uh, i i always find very interesting when nike back in the day when uh, they they decided to send their new product development team into um, uh, the basketball courts of the bronx that led ultimately to um, to the sort of um, the revamping completely of their uh, of uh, many of their uh, their sneakers and it's where the uh, jordans were born and all of that sort of stuff and you know apocryphal story i'm sure Based around Nike, but we've always listened to our customers, and we've got this great advantage of this huge, Christopher, independent, Award forum that's been there now for seventeen years. Thousands and thousands of members, many with a very strong point of view, and um, not uh, not slow in uh, letting you know it. Um, so this was a this was this was the consolidation of what they thought would be in their ideal trident. So slimmer um, in the we have taken up to nearly two millimeters off the, the height in the 300. We're able to do that because what they were clear about and what we wanted to test the water on, forgive the pun, is the only way to do that, um, was to bring down the water resistance from 600 to 300. So I'm afraid we're now at sea, we're only at sea
0: master's level of 300 meters. I know all those, all those, uh, you know, there's people that go in, uh, deep, deep or below 600 meters yeah yeah
1: we felt that that was the right trade off to go to three hundred and to get this sort of um i think in the forty two millimeter um it's gone from thirteen point four mil high to eleven and a half, and in the thirty eight mil it's now down to eleven millimeters. so this is a really wearable
0: trident this this slips under your cuff, no problem whatsoever the The thinness of this watch is was the 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 striking thing for me the way that it wears on the wrist. I actually took a picture of it next to a, my Rolex Datejust which is a thi- which is a thin wearable profile and they're very similar profiles in terms of their their thickness and that's the thing that strikes you the most when you put it on that's different than it really yeah. it it hugs the wrist. And and it's not that the previous one didn't because I, I wear this all the time and this hugs the wrist because of the light catcher case, but that it, it, that was one of the things that struck me. It was like, Oh, this is thinner, but I never would have I never would have said I never would have had thinness as an improvement, but it's it definitely is a step up from the previous version. Yeah, I mean
1: absolutely and it's you know, fifteen percent is is you know, as you know in watch terms, it's not a small it's not a small yeah. amount to reduce the high price. So that that we delivered on and um I think, uh, I think it's a, a step forward, certainly for um, the entry level. More loom. What we did as part of the design aesthetic, but thinking about more loom, we use GLX1, I mean, use the best quality loom there is. The only way we can enhance loom is by putting more of it in. So um, the design team uh, have created slightly larger indexes, slightly greater depth, so we've got more loom. So we've got about anything between 15 and 20 more luminosity in the watch, which pleases everybody, because everybody has I same likes more loom. We've put in the exhibition case back. And it's an interesting one because um, they were very, it was, this was a big request. And we went, um, many people think you can't have an exhibition case back because in a dive watch, because it'll explode. That's not true sapphire crystal is uh is is is, is, is uh, more than adequate. if it were true uh all dive watches with a sapphire crystal on the top of the dial would explode
0: wouldn't they um so um <laughs> uh, and the pro prof the omega pro prof that's uh, there's their deep sea version there's a display case back version yeah so so you know
1: so it debunks that myth to some extent but it, what what it was is people have a fascination mm-hmm. and we've managed to bring the price down by a hundred pound at entry level on this watch. Again, uh, you're just using our normal formula. You know, if you're using less metal, which we are, um, you know, when you take that height out, then, then the price comes down. So we have a simple formula. So we apply the formula. It means that the entry level price point
0: is a hundred pounds less than the 600. I think you're the only, only watch company owner that would say that. Normally, normally it would be, oh, well, we've refined the case more because we've reduced the size, but we've refined it more. So therefore the price goes up. Whereas I've never heard anyone say that there's, it's, such... it's just an interesting perspective on it, isn't it? That there's actually less metal than- well, Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it
1: costs us less, therefore it costs you less. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a difficult formula for us. A lower entry price point for getting into Tridents is really important right at this moment in time. So I think um, people will notice the difference in price. But the the point I was making about the the exhibition case back, nothing to do with price. In fact, it's, slight, it's slightly more expensive to put the Sapphire Crystal case back in than it is to do a deep stamped closed case back. Yeah? Mm. Marginal, we're talking a maximum of um, a, a Swiss franc and a half. Yeah. But the issue was these are often the entry point for many people into mechanical watches. And you'd be surprised how many people, when they enter into – the mechanical watch market aren't even aware of what a mechanical movement is.
0: Yeah, we've talked about it before. Yeah, we talked yeah, about it before. And, the and,
1: and to see it is an absolute fascination for them. And so um, we've done it quite frequently on a number of, a number of new launches and uh, it seems to work. So that was an obvious one for us to do. And the fourth thing was the improved bracelet. We'd already, and there's an interesting secondary story to this, we'd already with the Aquitaine. introduced for the first time the screwed links yeah but they were screws both sides quite difficult to do it yourself we resisted changing from links to screws because a there isn't I mean apart from a perception of quality yeah there is no difference yeah there's no difference in cost there's no different anything else yeah Uh, and what we didn't want people to do we didn't want people to be encouraged to get their screwdriver out and scratch their bracelets however the clamor was so great. That we said no we're going to do it and we introduced it into the tank. however kept working with our bracelet um, manufacturer who was very very resistant to going to uh, pin and one side screw yeah so you could this makes it very much easier to change the links because you've only got to worry about screwing one link side rolex are the only other brand we're aware of that does this and actually tudor although tudor's they'll probably hate me for saying this, aren't as high quality as the Rolex ones. We've checked them out. Their tolerances aren't as great. They do have the same mechanism. So with the Rolex, you are unscrewing just one side. It makes it very much easier for you and I to change our links, yeah? Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Our manufacturer resisted doing this because the tolerances that we have to, you have to work to to do that are tiny, and he didn't think he could achieve the tolerances, and now he has. So we've now introduced... For the first time, the version two of our screwed bracelet, the tolerances that we're working to here are three microns. Yeah, so zero point zero three tolerance on that um, on on the screwed links. Really, that's a third as thick as a human hair. When you see our new bracelet, the thing that separates Rolex often from the herd, my view is that tolerances are tiny yeah and so you get this absolutely flush view of the screw heads against the side of the base we have achieved that and i am as proud of that as any other aspect of this watch in, in it'll probably be missed by most people but it just demonstrates how the design team the engineering team working in tandem with our manufacturer who i have to take my hat off to he kept working and working and working at it. And the reason he was concerned is he could reach that tolerance, but he was concerned he'd have so many rejections that the cost would be inordinate to him. Yeah, And he's worked and worked with us so that he, he hasn't got a high rejection rate. So we've now down to 0.03 tolerance. Um, and it, it, it's fantastic. Other aspects of the bracelet as well that we've improved, we've improved quick release mechanism. It's even easier now to swap out.
0: Yeah, very easy. Um,
1: you know, we were, you will have, so hopefully, oh well, it's great that you spotted that. It's an improved uh, mechanism. Um, we were one of the pioneers of quick release, as you know, and certainly quick release in, um, in bracelets. Uh, and we've improved that further. And we've added two millimeters to the um, micro adjustment. So it's now 10 millimeters versus eight, as it was previously. We wanted to get to 12, we couldn't get the we're not there yet. But 10 millimeters is a nice you know, future future improvements hopefully will get us to 12 millimeters, but it's a really impressive movement from eight. And then it's in this new 16 down to a sixteen and a half mil taper. So it's slightly more elegant and it's slightly better taper than the, so the bracelet is one of the great heroes of the new trident, and that's quite important because around about 65. 60 to 70% of Tridents are bought on bracelets. So the bracelet is a core feature of, uh, of the Trident collection and to get the best bracelet we could get right now is, a, is, a, is I think what we've achieved, that we couldn't give our customers a better quality bracelet. Right now, we will in the future, I hope, because we hope to continually improve things, but we couldn't do it better today and this bracelet, I'm really proud of it. So the, they were the four big things, and we've delivered on them. Then you've got the aesthetics, and you know the most obvious change, as you've already identified, is the insert, uh,
0: stainless steel insert into the uh, into the bezel, which gives it a kind of a
1: an elegance. I think. Yeah.
0: Before we go on to that, because the bezel was another standout thing for me. You also changed the second hand, so we've lost the ah, the lollipop. Great spot! Great spot! And now we've gone to an arrow. So, what was that feedback from the forum as well? Because I never.
1: No, that, that 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 wasn't in fairness to them. That was that's um, it's it's just the development of our um, of our um, handwriting. So you'll know you'll know from other launches like the um, Aquitaine, like the Sealand, that we've moved to the arrowhead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to move to the arrowhead on the second hand on Trident as part of that evolution of our design handwriting. I'm really pleased you spotted that.
0: (laughs) Not everybody will. It follows the design language of the blue version follows the design language of the concepts piece, doesn't it? With the orange. And that, as you know, was an
1: informant of where we're taking Trident. So, yeah. uh, that, is a, that is one of the, the, the key, um, for us anyway, one of the key aesthetic changes, as is the Twin Flags logo at 12 o'clock, which we've spoken about. Um, I'm very pleased. So we're, we're introducing gradually the aquatame first main range, main collection to carry that. We're now introducing uh, on a piecemeal basis um, the Twin Flags logo. Where we've done it so far, we're seeing anything between a 25% and 100% step up in sales. Wow, and I know from the um from the podcast that you were on that I was listening to that you mentioned earlier um there was some discussion about an applied um, index um, uh, I'm pleased to say it's not 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 been as easy a development we of course wanted to have an applied index to begin with, but actually the twin flags logo uh the flag yeah. itself not a problem but then you've got four small all of those um squares that represent the second flag uh the swiss flag they all require um feet to be embedded and to go into the dial. really complex difficult thing to do yeah. at that scale again the team have worked at, it, worked at it worked at it worked at it worked at it and in the very early part of 23 we'll be launching a new collection um, and that will be the first to carry um the applied index, so um that's very exciting as well. The six o'clock date window, which is now becoming another signature of ours balancing with the trident is is incorporated here and um you've spotted the um still my thunder a little bit thank you you've spotted <laughs> the uh, the second hand the second hand change out and also the um the bezel so I think it's uh well, I like to think it's a really sort of um cohesive, relevant design move tied in with all of these other changes, the slimness, the loom, the exhibition case back, the improved bracelet, and all at £100 less
0: at at entry level. Hopefully, we've got a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And you've missed, I think, one of the most interesting things as well, is you did such a good job of that blue, but the green, the green that I got sent, that's the first. This is your first green uh, trident because yeah, the first green, green, is green trident, and, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I'd, I'd be very interesting to see how that goes on. And uh, as with that, uh, um, as as always, I think um, if 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 this is the success we hope, then I think color will another element we'll play in here i think we can be more adventurous um with this going forward but the the, the colors at the introduction the black white the blue and the green they are um yeah, classic classic uh, colors now we're very uh, we're very optimistic but as always until uh
0: until the customer speaks don't know um but um we're hopeful we're hopeful before we get onto the bezel which we have to talk about the only the only thing that i noticed different than the aquitaine line was that you haven't come straight out the gates with a a bronze or like a cost certified one not yet not yet yeah yeah not yet <laughs> uh well well let's let's get to the bit that i didn't know I, I i think i joked on my last when i reviewed my own watch the c60 i joked that um, we always talk about how you're trying to get to rolex standard of the bezel mechanism and that uh, and i said that this one is good but it's not quite there yet but this 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 is a real a real step up and i don't understand how you did it because the bezel is is, is thinner because it has that additional surround which like you said makes it really pop but you must have completely changed the bezel mechanism no no
1: what all this is is small incremental improvements all the time, and uh, we introduced the big change in terms of the the mechanism uh, in 2019 uh, with T3, and we've continued to work as has the manufacturer on refining and refining and refining. So you know you don't just as you you'll be the same in in your line of work as well, Sam. You know, yes you do something really well, but then the challenge is always to keep improving, keep improving. And they've just got more and more experts at manufacturing and then assembling this bezel. Uh, so it's reaching um, you know, standards, very, very high standards now. But it's still, I think we can still improve it further. And when we go to T4, um, we will which will now be um, May 24, probably. We One of the things we will deconstruct and then reconstruct will be the bezel. Can we have another leap forward in terms of bezel and bezel mechanism? So that will be one of the deconstructions that we'll do uh, to see if we can move T4 even further. Because what's the point of, I mean, the, one of the key things that came out of the work we did with Forum and their um, their dialogue with us on uh, on on T4 was how brilliant t3 is i mean they they what what are you even thinking about changing (laughs) it's fantastic and then when you got into it it was i would like a slimmer one and then exhibition case back and uh, can you improve the bracelet so um it's just this continual improvement that is um that is i think what all watch brands do i'm sure but um is is embedded into uh, the guy as here as, uh, as to, to the way they approach life.
0: Yeah, the bezel was, was a real standout and the other thing, not only is it is it smoother, but it's it's rock solid. There's there's no play in it. I'm showing some footage of it now. I'm struggling, I, I feel like I need to be objective and beat you up about something to do with it, but I'm struggling because... No, don't feel obliged to do that no, at no, all. Uh, no, because... no, 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 no. Well,
1: keep blowing is... the smoke, keep blowing the smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: what amazed me was about it was that there was there was there were some things that were that, like the 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 screw in bracelet links you could have probably predicted that but there was things that are improved in this that i didn't know needed improving which i suppose is part of the art of it um, but yeah i was i was really impressed Or the look of it to be honest or the look of it
1: <laughs> i mean some of these some of these things can turn out to be happy accidents yeah, uh, you know, I, I do believe that. I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think everything is uh, necessarily um, you know, designed to the nth degree the way you think it's going to turn out. Some things turn out better, um, and that's a, that's than you ever thought they were going to do. And and this watch, I have to say, uh, the, the, the we codenamed it th- uh, Trident 3.1 um, in in whilst it was being developed. Um, I do think it's a much bigger leap forward than uh, 0.1 yeah (laughs) Um, so it's um it's um yeah and and it t4 will be different again but i do think this is if it works the way we hope it works um and we're not very far away now from finding out if it works the way we hope it was i think trident 4 will be more of an architectural change in ranging i think um the i think we may have a look here that will Move maybe quite closely into T4, um, but I think the collection itself will will be transformed in ways that um, uh, people will uh, be surprised at. Um, that's in my head at the moment, but um, uh, I think the 300 is such a big move on aesthetically and also in some ways um, in an engineering sense. Um, that it's going to be hard within the two year span to come up with a completely new T4 but
0: then we'll see when I reviewed my own watch I think the Trident is I called it quintessentially Christopher Ward because it's your own unique design and I, I mean they're, they're all they're they're all unique designs now but some of them def uh, pay pay respects to other watches whereas this one is t- is t- totally unique so the site I'm the watch that I've been showing as we've been talking, this is the 42 millimeter version, and my yeah. wrist is about 7.2 inches for people that are watching. But you're also making it available in a, a 38 and a 40. Indeed. So yeah. you've actually got the three choices there as well. And the
1: lug to lug uh, thinks are just over 49 on the one you had, Simon. It's here, and it seemed to just sit very nicely on your uh, your wrist. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very nicely. I, I showed some. I've showed some images of it next to. Uh, the Rolex Datejust that I have, which is forty-one millimeters, and they both wear very similar. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we finish here, um, we can't. I can't leave without talking to you about our friends at Scottish Watches and their very unique Sealander. <laughs> that I the know. The Highlander. The sea C- the, the Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. So the i actually um there's a there's a gentleman at work that I know that bought one of these based on a conversation that that we we were having at work and there's also somebody who reached out to me on Facebook who's going to be holidaying in Orlando where I live who wants to bring the watch to sh- to show me so so very very grateful for and I said to him, please, it's this is like a family vacation as much as I'd like to see it. Make sure that you're, you're hitting all of the, the family, uh, you know, making sure that the family's uh, right. happy first. But well, first of all, not only uh, like how did that come about, but you also changed the you actually changed the logo to have the Scottish symbol <laughs> yeah. on as well. So. Where did that all, how did it come from? And I, I presume it sold, they had 69 of them. And yeah, I can't yeah, imagine that gone I, think, I
1: think, As far as I'm aware, they're all gone, but
0: um, um,
1: uh, we go back a while with um, with Scottish watches. I think um, Ricky, um, he turned up unannounced at, um, at um, our, one of our um, CW get togethers in, in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Didn't have an invitation. Uh, and he'd only just started Scottish watchers, and um, we have, we have of course said, "Yeah, come in um, uh, you know you don't need an invitation, come in, you know and I think he had about um, three followers at the time. We gave him an interview, and um, you know we, we, we as you know they they're great fun they're very great. very knowledgeable, um, they take watchers very seriously, but they do it with a smile on their face, and they're um, they're not in any way pompous, so they they fit. Uh, they fit like a glove with our brand, and so we've always had a great relationship with them. And um, they they were aware that we were doing collaborations with a few other people. We've done a really successful collaboration with, uh, Worn and Wound. Yeah. Um, we've got others. Maybe a collaboration um, with you at some at some stage It strikes me. Yeah. Um, but um, and they they said, would you know, would we be interested in doing a collaboration with them? We said yes. So we entered into a genuine design collaboration and um, it wasn't difficult to pick on the lander as the, 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 the case so it was a C63 and it, we wanted it and they wanted it um, to, to really represent um, Scottish watches which meant that the saltire had to be used um, and the saltire is used both um, in lots of different ways including as you as you pointed out we we changed the twin flag logo so that the first element of it is the saltire. I mean, <laughs> and uh, I just think it's um, it's it's a, it's a lovely sort of, um, and that was that was a you know something we would I think I think actually we came up with that suggestion. They may have been a bit embarrassed. They may have been a bit frightened to even suggest we we, we mess with the logo. But it's all part of uh, if you're collaborating with people that you get on with, and there is a synergy, then you end up doing things that you wouldn't normally perhaps think of doing and uh, they were brilliant in the process we managed to get a separate one for the charity uh, which is uh, I don't know if it's yet been auctioned but was due to be auctioned off and so you know a really really enjoyable collaboration and uh, one I'm sure at some point we'll return to with them but uh, but um, yeah I mean I'm always interested in talking to like-minded people about collaborations and we've got a few in the pipeline at the moment that will be released further down the line, I think it's been announced somewhere um, but we we're doing a uh Chris warden fears of uh, joint forces to create a watch where all of the profits will go to the alliance
0: oh I didn't know that no
1: yeah yeah um and this is going to knock people uh this is this is a knockout watch um so Nicholas and I and our teams have worked on bringing this to uh, to to fruition that will be Sometime in the autumn, people will see it. It's a very limited run of 50 pieces only. It'll retail at around the £3,000 mark. Um, it is an absolute gem of a watch. Um, and uh, as I say, Nicholas and uh, and Fears and Chris Ward won't be making any uh, any profit. all of the profits will go to funding the Alliance of which Nicholas is a founding member as well. So. Um, so, yeah, we're always uh, always looking uh, at interesting collaborations and they just need to um, pique our interest and our imagination and um,
0: off we go. If Ricky and uh, Dave are watching this, a big uh, thanks to them. They're very generous with their time for smaller creators behind Brilliant. the scenes. They, they are like they are on their podcast behind the scenes as well. So Exactly. Yeah, There's
1: no side to them at all. And um, that's why we, we love working with them. So um, they're, they're great guys and well done. I think they're also...
0: Not very far behind people like Hodinky now. I think they're they're they they're pretty. Uh, their numbers are pretty impressive. Yeah, I think they might only be second only to the Hodinky podcast, which um, is
1: astonishing.
0: Um, so power to their elbow, I say, and all such podcasters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. That was uh, really interesting. And guys, go obviously go over to the Christopher Ward website. Those watches are now live, or something now. So thanks for joining us, Mike. No, thanks. Thanks, Sam. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.